Well, hey, as we regather today, uh, I want us to take some time to pray. And I want us to use a, a scripture from Luke chapter 10 uh, to guide us in that prayer. One of the, the, the best ways that we can learn to pray is by simply praying God's word back to him. So if you've got your phone or a Bible or if you're at home, uh, find Luke chapter 10. We're going to be in verse 25 and following. And while you find that, um, I've got to tell you a quick story. It's a, it's a story of uh, Blake messing up, as, as is usually the case. Uh, I made a bad choice yesterday. I chose wrong. Um, yesterday was also Preston's birthday, so Preston and Harper share a birthday. He turned six yesterday, and for the last several weeks, the uh, one thing that he has wanted was a bunny rabbit. And so yesterday, Spots became a member of our family. We got a picture of Preston and Spots there. Uh, for all of you bunny lovers, Spots is a broken blue mini rex. It's important. Variety is important. But uh, Preston and Spots were having a great day yesterday, and um, they were, you know, he was playing with him, carrying them, learning how to do all these things. As many of you know, bunnies scratch uh, you when they feel a little insecure or insecure. And so Preston was carrying Spots down the stairs from his bedroom yesterday evening, and uh, about three or four stairs from the bottom. Spots began to wiggle, he scratched Preston's belly, and Spot um, found a really quick way to get from about the third step to the floor. Uh, it was not good. Spot, Spots, sorry, Spots hit the floor, and um, I missed an opportunity because I yelled out, Preston, and then I went and I picked up Spots really quick to make sure that Spots was okay. And I rushed off to check on spots, and I left Preston there crying. It was not my proudest dad moment. I missed an opportunity to live out my calling as a dad because I was worried about the bunny rabbit. Uh, after all, we had spent money on this bunny rabbit. And uh, you know all the things that are going through your mind. Uh, I, I missed an opportunity to live out my calling because I was worried about something else. And um, you know the opportunities that are coming... Uh, as we begin to reopen our lives in all kinds of ways, they can quickly become distractions from what we as believers are called to do. We give attention to what we're worried about instead of what we're, we're called to. It's really easy to uh, begin to become consumed with ourselves as we begin to reopen our lives. Maybe some of you are even struggling with that, with that this weekend. We think about all the things that we've wanted to do since quarantine that, that we now are able to do. Uh, we begin to worry about what's going to happen to us before thinking about what could happen to others. And even as a church, uh, man, we've spent a lot of time worrying about how we will gather and, and how we will continue to connect before thinking about how we will keep serving and caring for our community. And that's where this story in Luke 10 comes in and becomes a guide for us as we, as we begin to pray and, and, and care, and caring for our community really starts with prayer. Jesus taught in this, in this passage in Luke 10 a parable that pushes us back outside of ourselves. And, and anytime we get outside of ourselves, we know that's where Jesus is, loving others. And we're going to read this passage, but this morning we're going to use it to, to guide our prayer because care starts with prayer. And as we go through this this morning, or as you're going through it at home, there may be times uh, where you're still thinking, this applies to, to me. I, I'm the one who needs this prayer. And you may be, but I want to encourage you and challenge you while we're doing this this morning to really think about someone else, to think about others as we pray. Uh, don't be intimidated. We're going to help you walk through this. 
We're going to help you walk through this. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, especially with our new sound system. It's going to be great. All right. So if you've got your Bibles, please look with me in uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. It says this. Then an expert in the law stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What's written in the law, he asked him. How do you read it? And he answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, he told him. Do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, to, uh, and fled, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan on his journey came up to him, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine, and then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The one who showed mercy to him, he said. And then Jesus told him, Go and do the same. Care starts with prayer. And this morning, I want us to see five ways that we can begin praying for our community, that I'm going to walk you through praying for our community, and hopefully pushing you to the same type of action that Jesus pushed this man to. The first thing I want us to notice is that uh, care, uh, caring by praying starts about caring about people's salvation. In the first few verses, verses 25 through 28, this expert in the law comes to Jesus, and he asks the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life, Right? And Jesus says, love God, love people, essentially. You know, it's interesting that, that this man came asking about eternal life. And I want to ask you, do you care about others' salvation as much as you care about your own? Because you see, to not care about someone's eternal outcome is one of the most unloving things that we can do. And so this morning, the first way that we want to do this is just begin by praying by name for someone who is far from Jesus. So often we get worried about our own salvation, just like this man who came to Jesus, what we must do to inherit eternal life, that we forget that others are far from him. So on the screen, you'll see a simple prayer. And I want you to, to insert into that blank someone that's far from Jesus. And wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Lord, please call to yourself. Show this person that they are lost. Show them how you save. Call them to turn from their old life and find new life in you. We should care about people's salvation. But as Jesus was teaching this parable, he also teaches us that we should care about the hurting. In verse 30, it says, Jesus took up the question of, of who is my neighbor and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up, and fled, leaving him half dead. You know, this guy had no idea that when he left for Jericho that day, that he was going to end up left for dead on the side of the road. It's a good reminder, just like this season is to us, that life is fragile. We don't know when we will experience pain and suffering. And that pushes us to pray all the more for those who are going through this kind of season. You know, we've seen the hurt that has come in this season 
For some, it's been financial. For some, it's the virus itself. For others, it's, it's grieving over the loss uh, the, the, of losing a loved one or not being able to grieve with family as they uh, do that. For others, it's loneliness. For some, it's depression or anxiety. This morning, I want us to realize that, yes, we might be hurting ourselves, but I want to push us even further to think of someone else that we know is hurting and pray for them. Here's the prayer that I want us to pray. Lord, show me specifically how people are hurting. I pray this morning for, put somebody's name right there. I pray this morning for them because I know they're hurting right now in this way. Just think for a moment about how they're hurting. Lord, comfort them and, and show me how I can join you in comforting them. When we pray, we express that we care about people's salvation. We, we can pray for the hurting and show that we care about them. We also need to care about showing compassion. 31 through 33, these verses talk about these three individuals. The first two see the man and keep walking. The third, a Samaritan, stops. And this part of the parable reminds us that there's always a huge gap between wanting to care and actually caring. That gap is, is tough to cross. It requires energy and effort and intentionality. It, it requires us to like, deal with what is uncertain in our own lives. And sometimes after you work to cross the gap, you're so tired from doing that that you're just too tired to actually care or show compassion. Sometimes you're on the other side of that and you care and you care and you care and eventually you just get tired of caring. Many times we're maybe like the first two and, and we just get busy. We get so busy that we can't figure out how to be a blessing. And so this morning, I want us to, to take a moment and, and pray two things about caring with compassion. One of those is, is that he would help us as we reopen our lives to not allow the busyness of what we feel like we need to be doing to keep us from continuing to show compassion. But the other is that the Lord would strengthen us so that as we're showing compassion, we don't get tired. That he would continue to give us the strength to care well for others. So would you just pray this with me wherever you are this morning? Lord, help me not be so busy that I can't be a blessing. Show me what's causing busyness in my life, Lord. And Lord, help the church, our church, to not get tired of giving compassion to each one who needs it. We want to care about people's salvation. We want to care about the hurting. We want to care about compassion. We also want to care about those on the front line. I love what it says in verse 34, the Samaritan, he went over to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine, and then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. He's the first responder. He's the first one who's there doing something about it. And we've seen first responders in this season do so many heroic things. Grocery workers, food suppliers and distributors, medical workers, first responders, other essential workers, even on this Memorial Day weekend, we remember those who have gone before us in defending our country and being the first line of defense in that way. And so this morning, we just want to take a moment to pray and thank God for them and recognize that they may be suffering from compassion fatigue and ask the Lord to strengthen them in a way that only he could. So would you pray this with me?
Lord, we lift up, insert the person that you are coming to mind. We lift up this frontline worker who's on the front line of caring for people. We know that you can give them strength in ways that no one else can. So Lord, encourage them and give them endurance this week. You know, last but not least, we want to care about our partners. Verse 35, the Samaritan realizes that he can only do so much for this man. He says, the next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. And this is a good reminder that the ways that we care for people as a church, the way that we care for people in our community, we can't do it all. And it's why we partner with so many others. Uh, on the screen, we're going to have a list of those ministry partners that we work with. A Father's Love, A Place to Sleep, ALC, Awake, The Backpack Project, Kinesis Call, Operation Care, Sparrow, Stormhaven, Mercy Medical is a part of Operation Care that we saw from this morning. Uh, we think about the, uh, the M family. is a family in Central Asia serving on the front lines. You know, Katie gave a great prompt uh, this morning from Mercy Medical when she said, when it comes to our ministry partners, call them. Ask how you can pray. Ask how you can serve. They want to hear from you. They're serving in a great way. And so I want to challenge you as we pray for our partners this morning to, to pick one of those out and, and do something about it. Give them a call this week. And see how you can pray for them right then, right there in that moment. They may even have someone that they're working with that day that they need prayer for. Care starts with prayer. We've talked about five ways uh, that we can pray as guided by this passage. For people's salvation, for the hurting, that we would have strength to continue to care and have compassion. For frontline workers and for our ministry partners. Care starts with prayer, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. When Jesus finishes this story, he says this in verse 36. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the man responds, well, the one who showed mercy to him. And then Jesus told him, go. Go and do the same. See, this expert in the law, he, he started with a question that was really self-seeking. What do I have to do to inherit eternal salvation? What do I need to do for me? It even says that the question that he asked as a follow-up, who is my neighbor, was seeking to justify himself. This expert in the law was only worried about himself. But after Jesus had told this story, he was asking this expert in the law to, to go and to show mercy to not just want to care, but to actually go and do it. You know, it's pretty cool to me, the amount of grace and mercy that Jesus shows in this account. He doesn't call him out. He doesn't chastise him. He simply tells him a story to help him see what's really going on inside of his, her, his heart. You know, you may be inspired to care more today. You may want to go and show mercy to someone. But the reality is, is that you can't give others mercy if you haven't received mercy yourself. If you're stuck thinking about what you need or, or what you're going to do next, then you haven't experienced the grace of Jesus like this expert in the law had that day. If that's you this morning and you've realized that, man, I've really done all these things for me. Even my church experience and my relationship with Christ is about what I can get out of it. Man, if you've realized that that's you, I just want you to know this morning that, that Jesus has grace and mercy for you. 
that he wants to call you into something different. He, he wants you to lay down that old life that's about yourself and invite you into a new one that, that is fueled and energized by his grace and his mercy so that as you go out and as you care for others, man, you don't grow tired, you don't grow weary because he is the one who is leading and guiding. This morning, if that's you, I want to encourage you to, if you're here with us, I'll be around and I want to encourage you to, to grab me and, and let me know that you'd like that new life with Christ that you'd like a life that isn't about you, but is about glorifying him. And if you're with us online, I want to encourage you to text at New Life CCC to 81010, and we'll follow up with you there about what it looks like to take next steps in your relationship with Jesus. This morning, uh, as we gather shortly, we're, the band's going to come back up, and we're going to sing a couple more songs. But I, I just want us to, to rest in the fact that Jesus cares for us he has shown us mercy. He has shown us mercy so that we would go and do likewise. And that starts with prayer. But that prayer is the thing that will motivate us and push us and fuel us to be the hands and feet of Christ in this community at a time when this community needs us to be the hands and feet of Christ. So let me pray for us as the band comes back up and we'll sing together. Jesus, When we try to do life on our own, when we try to decide what's best for us, when we, when we try to do things in our own strength, man, we can run hard for a little while, but we get tired fast. We need you, Lord. We need you. So Lord, I pray this morning that you would help us to pray that you would help us to open your word and pray it back to you, that you would help us to care about the things that you care about, that you would inspire us to, to, to continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our everyday lives, to be the church that you've called us to be. Give us faith, Lord, to trust what you say, that you are good and your love is great. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.